On Saturday morning, October 7, 2023, the world woke up to shocking news from the Middle East. Israel was under attack. This wasn't just another skirmish, but an all-out siege. The bloody massacre that followed was so brutal and so violent that people everywhere still cannot process the horror of it all. How do we explain what happened? That's the question we'll try to answer here on Foreshadows Report. Thank you for joining us for Foreshadows Report. This is Steve Miller. The Hamas terrorist attack against Israel is a big game changer. The Middle East will never be the same again. People all over the world have been watching as events unfold. We've been stunned by the sheer brutality of Hamas' murderous rampage against Israel. And there's been a great outpouring of sympathy from all around the world for the Jewish people. The big question everyone is asking is, why did this happen? There are many factors involved. The situation in the Middle East is very complicated. But there are some basic facts that help to explain a lot. And that's what we're going to look at now. In recent years, there's been a cautious optimism in the Middle East. Back in 2020, the Abraham Accords marked the normalization of relations between four Arab countries and Israel. And ever since, there's been a lot of talk about Saudi Arabia normalizing ties with Israel as well. But Saudi Arabia has long been silent about whether it is willing to have a formal peace treaty with Israel. It has left the rest of the world in the dark, uncertain about whether this will ever happen. In recent months, there have been many meetings between leaders and diplomats, many negotiations taking place behind closed doors. But it wasn't until just last month that the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia finally revealed in a TV interview that a deal was in the works. He said, Every day we get closer. At the same time, Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel has said that he believes Israel is on the verge of peace with Saudi Arabia. But the biggest obstacle to an agreement has been the Palestinian question. Both the United States and Saudi Arabia have said that before an agreement can be reached, Israel must make major concessions to the Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. One of the bigger concessions is that Israel is being asked to bring a complete stop to Jewish settlements in the West Bank. And another is that Israel is being asked to surrender about 60% of the West Bank to the control of the Palestinian Authority. On the surface, these might seem like reasonable requests, but what a lot of people don't realize is that these very concessions will put Israel in grave danger of exposure to increased terrorism. The Palestinian Authority has allowed terrorist groups to embed themselves in the West Bank and has done nothing to promise it will act peacefully toward Israel. In fact, in recent months, Israel has seen a big surge in the terrorism against Jewish civilians, much of which originates from the West Bank. At the same time, Saudi Arabia has asked for a huge concession from the United States Saudi Arabia has said 
it is willing to enter into a peaceful relationship with Israel only if the United States promises military protection should Saudi Arabia ever come under attack. By way of background, Saudi Arabia does not trust Iran. The two countries have long been enemies. Iran is a Shiite Muslim nation, and Saudi Arabia is populated by Sunni Muslims. These two factions of the Muslim world have never gotten along, which is why Iran and Saudi Arabia are enemies. Though China brokered a peace agreement between the two several months ago, it is a very uneasy peace. Saudi Arabia knows that Iran wants to develop nuclear weapons, and Saudi Arabia did not trust Iran to be a peaceful neighbor in the Middle East. That is why Saudi Arabia wants the U.S. to promise it will offer military protection. As for the Palestinian question, much of the world, including the U.S., has believed that if Israel would just play nice with the Palestinians, the Palestinians will be happy and will stop harassing Israel. But this perception is based on a very dangerous ignorance of how Palestinians view Israel. What the U.S. and other Western nations don't seem to comprehend is that the Palestinians are not interested in peace. They don't want to coexist with Israel. They are violently opposed to compromise of any kind with the Jewish people. How do we know this? All we need to do is look at their track record. In 1937, when the British Peel Commission tried to bring an end to battles between the Arabs and the Jews, it offered 80% of the land to the Arabs and 20% to the Jews. The Arabs said, absolutely not. In 1947, when the United Nations tried to divide the land to create two states, the Arabs were completely opposed to it. They refused to have Jews live anywhere near them in the Middle East. In 1967, after Israel won the Six-Day War, it offered as much control of Gaza and the West Bank as possible to the Palestinian Authority in exchange for peace, and the Palestinian Authority said no. In 2000, under a proposal from U.S. President Bill Clinton, Israel offered to give Arafat all of Gaza and 94% of the West Bank and all of East Jerusalem. Several different proposals were presented, and Arafat said no to every single one. Israel offered even bigger concessions in 2008, concessions that would have put the Jewish nation at great risk, but the president of the Palestinian Authority rejected the offer. And even in the most recent negotiations, as the U.S., Saudi Arabia, and Palestinian leadership have discussed the terms of a peace agreement, the Palestinians have been a major obstacle. On September 30th, the Jerusalem Post ran an article with a headline that said a basic framework is in place for Israeli-Saudi peace, but one of the biggest hurdles was the Palestinian Authority's demand that the Palestinians be recognized as a nation and that they must have final say on the terms of the agreement. In other words, they wanted everything in the agreement to be on their terms. If it wasn't, then no deal. There are two reasons the Palestinian leadership have rejected every offer made to them over the past 90 years. Their hatred of Israel and the Jewish people is too great, and they want all of the land. They don't want to share it. 
What we've seen happening in Israel over the past few days shows how the Palestinian leadership really feel about Israel and the Jewish people. I put the emphasis on leadership because there are many ordinary, everyday Palestinians who live in Gaza and the West Bank who have no desire for war. They simply want to live in peace and raise their family. Unfortunately, they're not the ones in control of what happens. Gaza is run by the Hamas terrorist organization, and the West Bank is led by the Palestinian Authority. And both the Palestinian Authority and Hamas believe Israel has no right to exist. Back in 1988, Hamas leaders said that the land of Palestine is an Islamic trust. It is forbidden to anyone to yield or concede any part of it. Israel will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it. This is what Israel is up against. Bloodthirsty terrorist organizations that want nothing less than the complete eradication of Israel. Back in 2005, the United States made a big mistake. It pressured Israel to give up its presence in the Gaza Strip. The U.S. told Israel that if it moved out, there would be peace between the Palestinians in Gaza and the nation of Israel. So all the Israelis moved out. Then in 2007, the Hamas terrorist organization violently seized control of Gaza. And since then, Hamas has been able to flourish and look at what it has led to. So for Israel to make similar concessions in the West Bank would only endanger Israel all the more. Unfortunately, the U.S. and other Western nations do not understand this. They don't get the Palestinian terrorist mindset. They don't get that Hamas and the Palestinian Authority don't want peace and have such a resolute hatred of Israel. So what led to the massive attacks that Hamas unleashed on Israel? Well, it's looking like a big part of it is that Iran did not want Saudi Arabia to enter a peace treaty with Israel. Iran didn't want to see another Arab nation have peaceful relations with the Jewish people especially an Arab nation as big and powerful as Saudi Arabia. And Iran especially didn't want the U.S. to promise military protection to Saudi Arabia. Iran has been doing everything it possibly can to get the U.S. out of the Middle East. Iran does not want competition. It wants to be the lone major power in the Middle East and a nuclear power at that. If a peace agreement were reached, it would hinder Iran's ability to carry out future attacks against Israel. Right now, Iran has nearly two dozen terrorist proxies all around Israel. These proxies are based in Gaza, the West Bank, Lebanon, Syria, and Iraq. This means Israel is surrounded by terrorists who are sponsored by Iran. And these terrorist factions are all part of Iran's plan. Now, we need to keep in mind that the Hamas terrorist organization is funded by Iran. Iran has given an enormous amount of financial and military support to Hamas. And a few days ago, the Hamas leadership publicly thanked Iran for its support. This made it clear Iran was behind all of what has happened. So if Iran was hoping that Hamas' attack against Israel would stop the peace talks, it worked. Just a few hours before I taped this podcast, Saudi Arabia announced that it would no longer participate in the talks 
about normalizing ties with Israel. There is no question that Iran is very much behind all of what has been happening. And there is evidence that Russia has been involved as well. We know that Hamas leaders have made frequent trips to Iran over the past several months. Evidently, Iran was helping to train them. And together, they came up with strategies for catching Israel by surprise and inflicting great harm on its people. This war is definitely a game changer for all of the Middle East. The repercussions will be enormous. And we'll talk about that in the next Foreshadows Report podcast. So you'll want to make sure to listen in next week. In the meantime, we as Christians need to stand with Israel through prayer and through support. And one other way we can be helpful is by getting a better understanding of why all of this is happening. There are many Christians and churches today that do not understand the significance of all the strife in the Middle East. They don't realize that today's events are setting the stage for bigger events in the future, events that are predicted in Bible prophecy. There's a lot of ignorance in Christian circles. So we need to be praying not only for Israel, but for the church. And the more informed that we are about what is happening, the more we can help other Christians to understand why our support of Israel is so important. Our job is to dig into the scriptures and understand God's plans for Israel. And to do that, we need to study Israel's place in Bible prophecy and the end time. In the meantime, we need to pray. We should pray for those who have lost loved ones, for those who have been injured and are dealing with trauma, for the wisdom of Israel's political and military leadership, for the soldiers and first responders who are putting their lives in danger to restore order, and for peace to return to Israel. Above all, let's pray for God to be glorified through all this. We know from Scripture that God is able to work through even the worst of circumstances to achieve His purposes. No matter how greatly evil has prevailed over the last several days, God's power is greater. He is at work. We can be confident of that. He who has been faithful to Israel in the past will be faithful to Israel in the future. Thank you for joining us for this episode. As I mentioned a moment ago, we'll continue our look at what's happening in Israel in the next podcast as well. We're going to look at why this is such a game changer for the Middle East. In the meantime, I'll continue to post news updates daily on social media. You can find Foreshadows Report at Telegram Messenger Channel. If you'd like to receive these updates, just go to my website at stevemillerresources.com. There you'll see a link that takes you to my daily post. Or you can go to Telegram Messenger channel and sign up to subscribe to Foreshadows Report. Also, if you're interested in learning more about the bigger picture of what we can expect in the days to come, you may want to get a copy of my book, Foreshadows. In the book, I look at 12 major clues that Christ's return is nearer than ever. And one of those clues is the explosion of hostility toward Israel. In fact, there are five chapters in the book that deal with Israel and Bible prophecy. To find out more about Foreshadow, just go to my website. Again, that's at stevemillerresources.com. Thank you again for being with us for this episode. Be praying for Israel. 
And in closing, I want to say thank you to Harvest House Publishers for sponsoring this podcast.